the gong show. Whoop, 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 Today on Alphabetical, the long and winding road. Good evening and welcome to Alphabetical. It is the internet's only podcast that goes through the entire Beatles catalog alphabetically from 12 all the way up to the letter Y. I am Alex Robinson. I am L. Adam. And I am John. And I am Pete the Retailer. Welcome back, Pete. Thank you. You have joined us for our discussion on the long and winding road. Is that where you went? Looks like I picked the wrong week to... Skip out. Oh, he's oh, a, sorry. This Hi, is, everybody. This is from the album Let It Be, mm-hmm. released in 1970, produced by Phil Spector. Phil, Phil Spector. Phil the Kill Spector. Wait, it's 70, not 69? Uh, it was well, recorded, recorded 69. 69. Okay. 69. Yeah, all right. Cool. Produced, uh, it was a single. It was the Beatles' last single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their um, last number one in the U.S. Yeah. This song went to number one in the yeah. U.S., yeah, Paul blocked it from being released as a single in the UK, I believe. So yeah. was, he, was he pissed about just the way oh. it sounded? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he it. It. Like that's why. I mean, I mean, I knew about that, but is this, that why this, he did it? His his breakup of the Beatles letter happened like ten days after he heard it. I think. Yeah, yeah. And so, this is one of the things that he cited, basically, right? Yeah, was that later that was in the so like, maybe Beatle Phil documents. Spector broke up the Beatles. Man. Mm. You know? He can't possibly do anything worse, right? <laughs> no. I would argue that as much tempting as it is to put it at Phil Spector's feet, they probably would have broken up no matter <laughs> really? what. Really? Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, we're friends forever. Yeah, suddenly Phil Spector. Unless something weird happens. This, this worm-tonguey guy who comes in, he's like, John, you should totally go solo. <laughs> Here's some more drugs. <laughs> yeah, so Phil Spector. Um, Was that magic, Alex? <laughs> yeah. What? M- magic Thank worm you. tongue. Uh, so John Lennon said, uh, I think the shock of Yoko and what was happening, uh, gave Paul a creative spurt. Is that, that Peter Gabriel? Shock the Yoko? No? Shock the Yoko. Say, the shock, the, the Yoko. shock of Yoko and what's happening. The, like the TV show. <laughs> gave Paul a yeah. creative spurt. He was like, I don't know, but John's seeing this lady. And plus, have you seen this TV show? <laughs> oh. oh, Pete, we sang a lot of songs last week, so, uh, you're going to have to pay for all those. <sighs> Sorry. That's why my licensing account was overdrawn. Yeah. <laughs> So John Lennon, yes, yeah, said uh, that the the shock of Yoko and what's happening now gave him a creative. <laughs> Wait, is that? I'm is sorry, that the to, sequel? To, is that yeah, the is, that, is that like the reboot? Yeah. What's happening now? No, yeah. It's the, yeah, the sequel show. It Two was, there, there was one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a rerun. It was a new show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two exclamation points! Okay, Ask sorry. Your parents. I just love when I kn- knew something and then forgot it, and then assumed it again, and it's yeah. true. <laughs> it's mad. That's the only good thing about getting old. Is that that Spando ballet what's song. That? Uh, forgetting things and and then just guessing and then it's like oh that's right like what's happening I eh, forget it who uh, I think it was song the other day said uh, they should do a, like an update show you know like a sequel show now you know with it where everybody the kids from what's happening are now all in their you know forties or fifties probably mm-hmm. it'd be called what happened <laughs> I say that every day <laughs> I think the shack of Yoko and what what's happening now <laughs> gave him a creative spurt that was the last gasp from him. Oh. Says Paul says John Lennon about Paul McCartney. So it's like a weird kind of almost compliment. Yeah, yeah, it's as close as he gets. The, we, yeah. you know. we made him inspired, but that didn't last long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then nothing he ever did ever. Yeah, is because it was good. Although now, you know, if we remember, I'm, I'm stepping into a trap here, but uh, 
John had nice things to say about coming up. Coming up. Oh, he did. Are we not? We should cover that in our new podcast. Right. Cover <clears throat> that. <laughs> Paul McCartney said it's a sad song, really, because it's all about unattainable, the unattainable, unobtainium, the door you never quite reach. <sighs> mm. Wow, that's deep. So we should bring light to uh, one of our listeners who who commented on our Facebook page. That this was, uh, which route was it? Like the A8? Oh, yeah, the A- yeah. The A10 or something B842, like that? B842, apparently. B842? <laughs> Is that, that's what I read. Wrong B842 <laughs> uh, was the... Was the road that led to his... Uh, Scottish, Scottish farm? His McGulligan yeah, yeah. farm or whatever? Or yeah. McCulley's or... Led, down, led to his Mull of Kintyre, if Mull you know what Kintyre. I mean. Mull of Kintyre, It was his MacGuffin farm. He's always trying to get to his, it. Yes, his, his whole, MacGuffin Driving his whole, uh, <laughs> his, whole, his whole purpose. So literally, it just made me think of him driving to the house a lot, like on mm-hmm. a Friday night, you know, leaving work early. And then where, just where like, have I heard a story about Paul McCartney driving a car? Oh, I, I don't oh no. <laughs> this is about ascending into Beatles heaven. Oh, it's the door. It's never quite there. Oh, stairway to heaven. No, Beatles heaven. Beatles right. heaven? Beatles heaven. The doors of perception. Yeah, you missed, no, wait, you no, missed I, we had a whole discussion yeah, about no, I, Beatles I heard heaven. that one. I remember that one. You guys talking about Beatles heaven and who would and wouldn't go there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Billy Preston would go there because it was Billy Preston with the Beatles. You know, the Beatles with Billy Preston. It wasn't, if he was, if it was, if he was a Beatle, it would have just been the Beatles. So your, your, your point is that if you're under the guise of the Beatles umbrella. If at some point you were a Beatle, you are eligible for Beatle, Beatle heaven. Yes. All right. Although I think there were other things that were released that were just, he would just play it on them, right? But Hmm. I mean, then by that same, by that same token, our friend uh, with the French horn could probably be in there too, right? Alan Our friend Sibyl. who's with the French horn. <laughs> Wrong show. Wrong, Alan Civil. Alan Civil could probably be in Beetle Heaven. Speaking of French horns, mm-hmm. 18 violins, four viola. Four viola. Four cello. More viola. Hey, for cello. A harp. Oh, More harp. harp. Speaking of Beetle Heaven. Three trumpets. Three more trumpets. <laughs> Three trombones. More trombones. What? A partridge wow. and a pear tree. What about more the turtle trees? doves? Two guitars. Two guitars. And 14 female vocalists. More vocalists. And he, yeah, uh, Paul was especially like not feeling the harp and the uh, female vocalists, right? Like that's Misogynist like, Paul. He was yeah. like, tone that down. I hate women's tone voices. Tone that down, please. Right. And they just ignored him. Yeah. By the way, that was a thanks to Colin McGinnis for oh, pointing yeah. Colin that McGinnis. out. Colin McGinnis. Yes. Colin McGinnis. It was it's the a- A83 Road. A83? I knew there I was had B842, but it's... It was from that's Glasgow to Campbelltown in Scotland. All right. I trust Colin because um, he lives there. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Yeah, so Paul McCartney objected to all this uh, this instrumentation being slathered all over. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. He said female. he would never allow female voices on a Beatles record. You think he'd be pissed? Did he, he didn't yeah. say that. Did he did? Really? Wait, really? Yeah, female voices. He, he, he said female voices on a Beatles record. It just doesn't. Um, I don't know if he said he never would allow it, but he specifically cited female voices as part of the objectionable content and specifically said female voices on a Beatles record. What about uh, Bungalow Bill, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure he wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> yeah. What was the other one that was... Uh, there's another one that, that people were singing, and I think Linda was singing in the background, right? Not Linda. Happy bir- and birthday. Oh, birthday. Birthday has yeah. female yeah. voices yeah. as well. Maybe it was more like 14 female voices yeah. right. in a choir. Well, voices is in more than one. Yeah, yeah, but still, there was more than one. On Anyway. Yeah. Well, they never really had chorus like backing. You know, yeah, so they, they always it was, did it was very unbeatable backup vocals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. so uh, there's a great quote from uh, Phil Spector. 
Sure. Oh. In response to this, I will clean it up for uh, oh, for the podcast. I, I do oh. love this quote. Yes. If Paul wants to get into a peeing match <laughs> about it, uh, he's gonna <laughs> wait. He's got me mixed up with someone who gives a poop. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, who is he, John? John words. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say the John. Uh, you quote John. John Lennon quote on that, right? He was talking. I mean, not about this specifically, but about Let It Be, and I think this was part of it. What, what was the quote? He was like. Well, I'll also tone it down, but he basically, uh, he said, yeah, we, Phil Spector was given a, like a, right. a poopy bunch of poop <laughs> to, to, you know, and he, he made something out of it, like a, a, you know, a poopy recording of poop. Uh, it's funny that Phil Spector, you know, very controversial because uh, this album, obviously Paul McCartney hated it, but George. And for other reasons. Yeah, very controversial <laughs> for this album. Uh, well, but, uh, but. F- so, but I mean the the obvious the use of Phil Spector specifically that oops sorry uh, that George George and Paul both George and John both used Phil Spector right yeah John George did once and John did a couple of times yeah so uh, John yeah. clearly a fan of uh, and I hate Phil Spector's production on John Lennon stuff yeah well I mean yeah, from, from all the stories he's also like kind of a yeah to be around you mean a butthole I meant a butthole surfer <laughs> um, I I'd like to think that. They kind of found out about him during their spiritual phase, and they thought it was like Spectres and Phil Ghost producer. Like he was mm-hmm. a ghost, and they're like, ghost "Get us that ghost, Phil Spector." And when they when he showed up, they were like, "Well, he, I don't know. He looks kind of weird. He might be a ghost. <laughs> Let's stick with him." Well, in the Deco audition, one of the songs they performed was a song called "To Know Him Is to Love Him," which was performed by young Phil Spector. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they were all fans. Of his earlier it's probably, work. Yeah, it's the, you know, that you have kind of, uh, they were locked into that thing, but they were fans of his, and so they couldn't see objectively, like, well, it's got to be good. It's Phil Spector producing us. So. Right. I mean, he was all mm-hmm. that in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, George Martin also <clears> had a, <throat> a funny quip, because I guess they were, like, saying, we don't know how to produce, how to list the credit for this album, because, you know, like... Phil Spector and George Martin both produced it, and George Martin suggested it be labeled "produced by George Martin, overproduced by Phil Spector." <laughs> wow! <laughs> so there uh, you go. Wow, well, George Martin, way to be really biting. Uh, uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil Spector. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad one. That was a bad one. <laughs> there are no bad ones. Yeah, um, he would never badmouth someone. In, in, right. right. So, <laughs> uh, Paul was thinking uh, once again. Paul was thinking about Ray Charles when he wrote this one. Apparently, he oh. pictured it uh, as. Somebody said Ray Charles or somebody like that singing it, and he's like, "Well, when I do it, it doesn't sound like Ray Charles." But when I wrote it, I pictured somebody like yeah. Ray Charles singing the words that I was putting in there, and it's that's hit the road, not the long unwinding. Saying oh. the words, wasn't there a George song recently that he said he imagined Phil Spector singing it? No, that he no. imagined no. Ray what? Charles. No, so it. that he imagined Ray Charles <laughs> Phil singing Spector. it. I, yeah, um, Phil Spector. Well, it was what we did recently. Yeah, it was only a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was an old brown shoe. Something? Something. That's probably Something. Yeah. That, yeah. that would make sense. It's not that, the inner light. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> that would be funny to imagine Ray Charles singing <laughs> the inner light. Yes, Ray Charles is who Paul had in mind. Mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, Ray Charles ever covered it. He I did. did. Not. He did cover he did. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, only like a couple of years later. I think, and, like, mm. It's like Ray Charles with Basie, I believe. Ooh, I need to listen to that. It's all right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for letting me, you know... Well, Go into we'll, that. We'll, we'll talk about the merits of the song and the covers yeah. uh, momentarily. Well, why don't we talk about the merit? Well, did this make the Rolling Stones' greatest list of songs? It did. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We went 
we went a week without I know. You know having any. Someone doesn't have his wallet today. Yeah, someone <clears> forgot <throat> their money. Not me. And he's lucky that I didn't have any money the last time a song made it in. So I'm paying. At least he didn't bring a handful Alex. of pennies. I am so lucky you didn't have money last time. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, I have a dollar coin today. You? Do you really? I just weeded those out. It's, it's all. It's all I'll, now. I'll trade. Those him. are keys. Yeah, that's not even, man. John, what do you do that you wind up with so much coins in your pocket? I take the bus. (laughs) Is that it? I always need coins. 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 Magical, magical coins. But getting the coins? You always need You're right. I don't know where I get all these coins from. Wow. Seriously, that's a lot of coins. Ah, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, coins. You know we live in a cashless society now, right? Now I'm really, like, freaking out. Like, because I use, I don't even use cash. How do I get these coins? (laughs) I got to think about it. All right, so including uh, everybody, including that money that we just put in now. We broke it, right? I'm holding in my hand $100. Oh. <clears throat> that that $100. Jordan White dollar really came in handy, huh? He's going to get it. Oh, wait, and Ella, too, right? Ella, Ella, I think. I think, yeah, there's one spare. No, it's the Jordan White. Cause, it's probably from Jordan White. Because right. John wasn't here when Ella put in the dollar. He came in after. Right, and he mm-hmm. threw a handful of coins at us anyway, though, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. 74. No, there's one hundred dollars. <laughs> you say seventy four. I only okay. want seventy four of it. Okay, seventy four. Adam, fifty three. Fifty three. That's weird. <laughs> is that what you were thinking? Yeah. You guys both looked. <laughs> if the number is fifty three, I'm going to do it. A recount. We split it. Yeah, and if it is, then we're in trouble. <laughs> Sixty one. Sixty one. Fifty three. What do you say? Seventy four. Seventy four. You all uh, overestimate how much Rolling Stone like the song. It's number 90. Number 90. <laughs> really? Number 90. Yep. Wow. I would have thought yeah. this would have been more mid-ground. I, I too, was... Middle uh, of the road. Was thinking, yes. yeah, middle of the long and winding road. <laughs> yeah. Um, the rest stop on the long and winding road. I thought Rolling Stone would have liked it more than they did, but... Uh, there's the bell. Well, the thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm just shocked it made the list at all. Shocked the monkey. Really? Because I do not like this oh, song. Oh, no. here we go. I'm going to jump right in. Okay. Go for it, go. please. I do not like this song. Oh. It is. Would you uh, like it in a boat? Would you like it with a goat? I do not like it with Billy P. I do not like it. Anyway, uh, it's mawkish, and it feels like it's trying to be a loving ballad, like a sensitive ballad. and. Mm-hmm. and Oh, we didn't mention that he wrote it and tried to uh, sell it to Tom Jones. Whoa, oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. As oh. soon as, because he wrote it in like like around the White Album era, and uh, he Paul is just like, oh, we're not going to do this. So how about uh, Tom Jones? Do you want this song? And Tom Jones is like, yeah. Oh wait, no, I got a song coming out this year. Like, can I do it next year? And Paul's like, no, it's going to be too late. Never mind, I'll take it. <laughs> this song's not going to age. Song, well. yeah, no. Yeah. There's too many references. <laughs> well, he's like, well, I'll just keep it for our next album. The maybe, long and then... Vietnam, <laughs> back home. Uh, anyway, but yeah, he, it, it seems like you know between Ray Charles, Tom Jones, it seems like it was he was aiming for that kind of what we would now call adult contemporary. Hmm. Yeah, and the fact that I mean, the fact that Tom Jones turned it down, like. Yeah, that he says it was for for you know just timing and it was, yeah. says it was strictly business. Well, I yeah. mean he could have pepped it up, uh, you know. Tom the long boom boom. And and I think what also annoys me about it is that Paul McCartney, I think because of the strings and harps and trumpets and stuff, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. like is convinced that it would have been a hit. Well, obviously it was a hit. It was apparently a number yeah. one song, which yeah. is baffling to me. <laughs> Uh, wow! Must have been driving off there. Off, listening to this while you're driving <laughs> is like is like a, you know taking spit Ambien that venom. Tell him why you mad, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, every time I've seen Phil McCartney and he played this live, and I feel like he's trying to raise it in the canon. Like he's trying to make it into Hey Jude or Let It Be, like something that everyone's like, oh, I love this song. And it's Paul, sorry, it's not going to work. Now, now, when he plays it, does he go for like the more stripped down version he intended, or does he have like the lush arrangement? Well, according to Spectre. Phil Spector, he didn't have a problem using the lush arrangement, right? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it, he didn't is, have like or... an orchestra on stage, but yeah. there was definitely some keyboard kind of. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the, we didn't really Plus talk I was about pe- the... banging my head against my chair right. just to not hear it while it was you're yeah, shoving right. a pen in your ear, so you didn't really <laughs> weren't able to really appreciate. It. Now the um, uh, we didn't talk about the other versions that are out there: the Let It Be Naked and the anthology version. Anthology version that's the other is reason, my favorite. That's the other reason why I think he's trying to every. Yeah. It was on Let It Be Naked. It was yeah. on the anthology. It was on it, like he is constantly re-releasing it, trying to make it a hit. Right, but the anthology version is so fun because he goofs. He goofs on it, you know. And mm-hmm. That's that's the part where I, I my perk up out of my stupor after <laughs> hearing him. Like, what is someone having fun during wow. this? During this, uh, I don't think I've ever heard Alex go one in, half go star. in on a song like I'm going to give it one half row. One half of a harp. Wait, That's wait. A right. single Just half. Point a, a five. Point five. five harps. Wow. Uh, it's a half a string. The Hall of Blame. The <laughs> That's where that song belongs in. So I'd rather listen to Cayenne than. Wow. Ain't that something? Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's not. I just think Paul me. just <laughs> fell off your alphabetical shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm out of here. I was worried this was going to be one of those ones where I come out here and I'm like, like I don't like this, and everybody else gives it a five, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, but no, yeah, no, I can't stand this song either. I, um, <laughs> um, researching this, I just totally like, I had to listen to it three times, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but uh, there's a, a guy that I used to work with, Adam. I think it was before your time, uh, Ned. But he, yes, I wasn't born yet. He. Um, was we were hanging out, you know, work in the in the store one day and had the classic rock radio on, and this came on, and he was like, "Oh man, you know, when I was a kid, um, you know, in in you know first grade or whatever, it was when the you know the Beatles were were really popular, and we would kind of everybody would bring in like forty fives, and it was like you know when you went to school, you'd bring a forty, you know, huh. people would bring in Beatles forty fives, be like, oh look, I got this, I got this one, and and they would all be like, and they would kind of you know get sit around and listen to them or trade them or whatever. And he was like, yeah, and then this song came out, somebody brought in, brought in the forty five <laughs> for this, and they got beat up <laughs> <laughs> by Phil Spector. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You could have gotten um, killed, kid. Yeah. Can I tell a funny story related to that? Absolutely. Better be funny. The comedian Tignataro had a story like that where when she was in school, they did like a music club where people could bring in oh, and right. play before the class. And uh, she told some kid, some kid's like, I don't know what to bring in. And she's like, you know what you should bring in is uh, you can't always get you want what you want by the Rolling Stones. You know, classic, <laughs> classic rock song. And they go in and they play it. And they start with the uh, the choir at the beginning. And, yeah. you know, and it goes on for like a good yeah, yeah, 35 yeah. <laughs> seconds. And everyone's like, Whoa, what is this? And then she's like, just as they were about to get to the rock and roll part. So they were like, okay, we're going to take this off. So she didn't even get the, they didn't even get the uh, the payoff of the rock and roll part. That's anyway, Pete, you were joining me in bashing Long and Winding Road. Yeah, I don't like this song at all. I don't. Uh, it's... You know, nobody does, it seems, even that, you know, like, I mean, some people do, I'm sure, but even within the Beatles, nobody was happy with it completely. Except you know? Paul. No, Paul doesn't. Well, right. he's he likes the composition. happy with the writing of it, yeah. but, you know, the final product is is, is not satisfying to anyone, mm-hmm. um, although it was the number one, so who... I feel like that had to be like nostalgia driven. Could be like people are like the Beatles broke up. I'm going to buy this song. Oh just yeah, to, way of, or they really like the B side, which was uh, for you blue. For you, yeah, blue. For <laughs> you blue. 
<laughs> Alex, please. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, it I, was for you, Blue. Actually, am I giving it? Uh, I, I was tough because am I ranking it? You know, emotionally or you know, like all right, technically, it's you know, there's structurally, it's it's a you know, it's a song, so it's better than you know stuff like maybe Cayenne or or. Uh, uh, some of those other early, really scratchy, you know, garbage recordings that we have, but it's almost a garbage recording in a different way, like yeah. with Butch Tough. Vig and Shirley Manson. No, that would, I would much rather hear that. I'm not even. I wonder that what Butch garbage, Vig would have done with this. Yeah, thing. really. Ooh. That's a, that's a project they should do. They should just take the original Let It Be tapes and be like, all right, everybody else, make your own Let It Be, like the the Let It Be construction kit. Eh, rather them do it with a different album. Well, no, that's the one that, but that's mm. kind of, yeah, it's know, already been done. One, the existing one is already. Yeah, yeah I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly my feeling about this. Um, I'll go with a one just because I always one. skip it. All I can't, right. I can't one listen to it. Winding one. I wonder, so I wonder, not one, get into the one, hall of blame. <laughs> what is the, what, do we have a unit? Harp. One harp. A one single harp. harp. I'm curious as to how uh, the internet community is going to react to these readings. I think they agree. Okay. I don't know. John, go for it. Uh, yeah, uh, same same here. Mm-hmm. Um, never cared for it. Uh, and, it, you know, the thing is, like, you could blame the, the heavy layer of all that stuff and then listen to Let It Be Naked, and it's like, nah, I still don't really dig the melody, you know? It's just the song. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's certainly better, I think, on It's, on it's definitely better. Like, I, I, if I had to choose, I would, you know, that's a good recording. But it is sort of this, like, mopey, melancholy, like... Here's the part that kills like me. Like 70s, like Robert Altman, Nashville, kind of just like boring thing right. going on. I don't know what it is. Um. It reminds me of Mr. Moonlight, and of my, least favorite, <laughs> my least favorite Beatles song. Yes. and uh, Or this one might be. But anyway, um, it also starts off with a good vocal. The long end. Right. And then it's like. Then it's like. Just turns into like a sludge. Yeah. But anyway, I've already spoken my piece. Adam. Are you going oh, to give this... it a rating? It oh yeah. You said you said the same. Oh, I thought you said. Oh no, he was saying he had. Six. No, I'm going to give like... it a two. A two. Oh, right. That's what I'm going with two as well. Yeah, it's it's, it's got down. melody. It's got harmony. So I'm going to predict Adam gives it a four. It is doubled in rating every time. <laughs> no, I give it a half. You give it one. Hey, you get Fermanacci. Me... This guy was all right. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with the two as well, two. and that's mainly because anytime I hear it, I think of the anthology version and smile. Because mm. yeah, if, if you were more familiar with the. Any of the other versions, you would be. Uh, I'm sure that would serve you well. So I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not surprised that you gave it more since you were the, you're an anthology guy. Yeah. It's a bad sign that when you hear it, it reminds you of another song you like. <laughs> well, <laughs> you it's know? the same song. It's just the different, the other <laughs> yeah, version. Different right. version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of other versions of stuff, covers. I'm gonna go with the anthology three version. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's a, that's it, a Beatles. Well. Duh. <laughs> oh, that, that also doesn't count. That's not words, son. That's not uh, words. I found a cover that I enjoyed: um, sure. "Bugs and Friends." Oh, like uh, Bugs Bunny, the Bunny, which is apparently a Bugs Bunny album. And, uh, and <laughs> wait, he's, he does that? I think, well, I guess oh, it's amazing. one of these things where they're trying to cash in on uh, parents' okay. nostalgia and you know for kids. But the Roadrunner and the Coyote. <laughs> beep, beep. Mm. It goes the long and wind. The mute. It's instrumental. And then it goes yeah. beep beep. <laughs> beep, beep. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I give, I give that one. I a give five. this a five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. change my rating. <laughs> I feel like there must be a video or something that goes with it because there's a lot of like Wiley Coyote sound effects. You know, like, yeah. 
<laughs> you hear stuff wow. breaking. But, That's amazing. Uh, I need to look funny, that up. So uh, there you go. That's it my cover too. Thank you. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna switch my cover to that. <laughs> and like Paul McCartney said, it's like he never catches the Roadrunner, and it's like mm. yeah, it's that it's fitting. Always yeah. that Semantic. unattainable goal. Oh so. my God, you're right. That has two li- 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 layers, two yeah. levels. It's about duality. It's about yeah. duality. You're either the Roadrunner or the werewolf. I've never seen the show. Roadrunner after dark. Uh, along the same lines, uh, all, uh, mine was uh, Aretha Franklin. That's not along the same what? lines at all. No. <laughs> yeah, I was lycanthrope. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she gives it a little bit of uh, soul. It kind of sucks out a little bit of the the, the, the that. That's a vampire, syrupy. not a werewolf. Oh. Meep, meep. Does, I, does she go? Meep, I, meep. Hang on, I gotta change my vacation plans. Um, no, I, I it totally, you know, it sucks out some of that kind of that 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 slowy, whiny, that syrupy, like syrupy uh, blob, yeah. and it, you know, inget, injects it with a little bit of soul, kind of, and a little bit of heart to it, and it's not not fantastic, but it's certainly much better. How's the music behind that? Like, it's good. Yeah, is it like more? <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if it was Phil Spector or something, but it's <laughs> yeah, much more appropriate. Ah, gotcha. <clears throat> um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, uh, again, not great, but better. Mm-hmm. And there's even like there's like a Diana Ross version I think or and uh, okay like I said Ray Charles there's a bunch of like it's surprisingly uh, a bunch of uh, kind of more soulful covers of this yeah it's a, it's slow and uh, the tempo like yeah right for years the Beatles were working on what became the anthology mm-hmm. you know sort of a biography and it was the working title was the Long and Winding Road mm-hmm. and uh, they think. Various people have opined that the fact that it got a title of a Paul McCartney song is what held it up because none of the other Beatles wanted mm. to give Paul that, like uh. the, the the honor of having his song <laughs> be the one that described their whole project. So it kind right. of was dead for a long time because none of them could agree on what's a title for oh the project. So, wow. uh, that's why journey, I guess they just called it anthology. Yeah. A journey yeah. to my octopus's garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have come up with a title that used a bit of no, every like single a build a title. Yeah, like. Uh, yeah. Uh, right in with your favorite. Yeah, right in. Yeah, uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, I'm trying to think titles. of any build a title kind yeah. of. Uh, Parentheses are permitted. Yeah, you have to use a song from each of the four Beatles. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Or at least a piece of the song. Yeah, yeah. Something where it would be identifiable yeah. as, uh, you know. Oof, All right, there tough. you go. Yellow, blue, blackbird. <laughs> Submarine sound. Yellow, blue, blackbird. Yellow, blue, blackbird. <laughs> hey. We'll announce our favorites <laughs> eventually, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you win a free uh, bottle of soda. <laughs> yes, but don't open it after it ships because we're shaking it yeah, a lot before gonna, we send it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't pass by the octopus's garden. Pass me by. Act naturally. <laughs> um, there you go. Okay, yeah, don't pass me by. Listen, Wait. act naturally. Okay, but how does that link? It was all Ringo song. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that, but yeah, for you, Blue Jay Way. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, all right. So. Uh, we'll be back not tomorrow, but the day after. What tomorrow? What? So that's um, okay. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> right. dig yourself so out of that hole. We're gonna be uh, the day after tomorrow. We'll be here, and okay. uh, because <clears throat> then tomorrow four? would be a day too early, unless we release it tomorrow night. In which case, it would be the night before. Oh, we're actually oh, gonna release it. Oh, see, it's the song yeah. the night before. So the the Beatles song the night before. That's what we'll be talking about on Wednesday, unless we release it a little bit early. Gotcha. In which case, we'll be releasing the night before on the night before. Ah. Tomorrow never knows. Well, we'll get there. 
I gotta um, say, while you were away, me and Alex really uh, our chemistry on uh, setups it just evolved to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Like we might we might go for the Olympics this <laughs> yeah. year. Oh well, maybe you guys can take the next one. Maybe team set team setups. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just stand in the front line of like right by the net in volleyball <laughs> yeah. and then just talk about what's going on. Like, <clears throat> I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, everybody, hopefully you can join us back here on Wednesday for the night before here in Alpha Beautiful. Check us out on social media and stuff. Yeah, all that.